Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, welcome to Boston Balls. I'm Pat Caputo along with the webmaster extraordinaire Evan Jenkins. And obviously the big news is uh, the Tigers have hired uh, somebody to replace Alavila as uh, the title, uh, President of Baseball Operations. We'll have to see how the front office structure all works out. And uh, Evan, uh, first thing I'd say is that a lot of folks that are uh, getting on Chris Illich's, you know, you know what, uh, for a long time, uh, you know, look at this hire. This was an unexpected hire. This wasn't somebody I was expecting. Uh, I have heard of him before uh, when he got the job in San Francisco and they restructured their front office. Um, but if you look at it, it wasn't somebody I was thinking that they would be able to get. Obviously, they're paying him a lot of money. Obviously, uh, this is somebody that uh, in the baseball industry is a home run. And all the things that I've talked about with their uh, uh, president of baseball operations slash GM, whatever, Al Avila's replacement, uh, Scott Harris checks all the boxes. Uh, winning organizations, one of those, uh, you know, highly educated nerds who uh, had his grandmother, uh, knew Al Rosen, who was a long time ago the general manager of uh, the Giants. And uh, he had a meeting. He drove up there to meet him. He had to do it and all this. And he wrote to all these different teams. And that's how he got involved with this. And it's an, it's an MO that's uh, very similar to, like, with Freeman, the guy with the Dodgers, he used to be at Tampa Bay. Anna Pupilis, and I th- think I mentioned, pronounced his name right, uh, the guy at uh, 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 Atlanta who had success in Toronto before. Uh, this guy uh, that uh, is now the current GM at uh, uh, Houston, uh, Glick, who replaced uh, Luflow, and uh, same background. You know, these guys uh, intern started at the very bottom, worked their way up. He's got the Theo Epstein uh, name with him, uh, you know, which is something that uh, gives him some cachet with fans. Although I don't know how much that ultimately will mean, but. Uh, those two organizations are very successful organizations, uh, the Cubs and the Giants, when he worked there, uh, very analytically based, but yet managed to blend it well with uh, uniform, uniform personnel. And the record's a matter of record, and, uh, and he doesn't have any uh, connections. Not a crony of A.J. Hinch. That was something that I thought would have been a big mistake. Uh, they needed some oversight from somebody who's independent, not some draconian guy who's going to fire everybody, uh, but somebody who can come in and evaluate what's going on and then move forward from that. I, the one thing that, that I was curious about, I'm glad that we got to do this today, is, as he met with the media, was Chris Illich talking that he met with Steve Eiserman on the hire for this. Is that a little outside the box there, or am I just looking too much into it? Because... I mean, yes, Steve Eiserman knows how to run a team from a personnel level and everything like that. 
But does he really know it when it comes to baseball? Like, is that a weird person to rely on when going through these interviews? Well, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Actually, Steve Eisenman's like really smart. All right. In a general sense, also hockey and baseball uh, share a common bond of how do you balance analytics with uh, traditional ways in building. They both have farm systems. Uh, they both have drafts that are, you don't get an immediate impact from either one of them generally. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, crossover that way. Uh, so I have no issue with that at all. And uh, Chris Hillich brought you this guy, which uh, in the baseball industry is a big surprise. Uh, it's better than what I was anticipating. Now, I don't know if he's going to be great at what he does, uh, Scott Harris, but he brought you uh, Steve Eiserman as well. So uh, the things that uh, people were clamoring for may have wanted that he's basically produced on. Uh, now we'll see whether the organization, the Tigers and the Red Wings can produce, but I have no issue with that. Steve Eisenman's like a really smart guy in addition to being a, you know, a great athlete from the past. Well, you know hockey's not my forte, but that, that was just an interesting thing to me. The other thing that I found was interesting when Harris was asked about whether or not he is going to hire a GM, and he said he is going to hire a GM. What would yeah, you Yeah, well, well, I said that yesterday, if you looked at my Twitter account. Oh, yeah. That's the way everything's structured. And I got a lot of feedback, like, no way. You're not going to do that. And I'm like, man, have you ever <laughs> looked at how these teams are organized? And what I find so bizarre about this whole thing is that this is a very important position. And people don't know who the general managers of different teams are. Yet locally, they do. So it's got a different dynamic to it. And like I said, man, uh, when they hired Scott Harris, I knew the name. But I didn't know that much about him. So I had to do some research, make some calls. And uh, do did a Google search like everybody else to look at his background. So it wasn't like somebody I was like, man, I knew everything about like uh, somebody who's a manager, perhaps who was a former player. All right, it's a whole different dynamic to this. So, and uh, I know a lot about Theo Epstein, even though I've never met him, uh, simply because I know Bill LaJoy or knew the late Bill LaJoy so well. I worked with him in Boston. I used to talk to Bill LaJoy all the time. Uh, long after he was a Tigers general manager, and he he respected Theo Epstein a great deal. So uh, he's got the, you know, and the Giants are a highly successful organization. Uh, they have uh, won three World Series. Uh, you know, the general manager that Brian Sabian picked, you know, had been his longtime guy. They fired him, and then that's when they hired um, uh, Harris. But the reason the Tigers are able to get him is that this is a promotion because the guy who – you know, as the president of baseball operations there, uh, and I pronouncing his name is always difficult for me to do. Um, uh, Zayed, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, but he uh, is highly respected in the game. And so he's being bumped up to basically that position. And he was going to hire a GM. And I put that on Twitter that that's the way organizations are going. And people are like, oh, Dave Dombrowski did both. No, Dave Dombrowski hired his president of the whole team and ran everything for a while. Right. And when he fired Randy Smith and Phil Gardner, you know, he took over the GM responsibilities and eventually they morphed away to where they have somebody that runs the business and the operations and separated baseball from, uh, you know, the other parts uh, that are the business parts, marketing and et cetera. 
in your mind, so we're bringing in a guy. I mean, it's crazy to think that somebody younger than me is going to be in charge of our baseball team in here in Detroit. Um, now, he didn't really get into specifics with his press conference or anything like that, but they, he was asked about the farm system, what to do. And he said it's not fair to answer it from a giant's point of view. And I thought that was that was kind of a cool way to say, listen, I look at it from a different way when I'm with a different team than I would being here and being in charge. Where do you see him taking the farm system? I know he emphasized heavily on pounding the strike zone on both sides of the baseball. I don't really well, understand. Well, talked about strike zone efficiency yes. or however you described it. Uh, which is, you know, something that uh, I was looking at some of the, I'm not going to get into this. You know, the cover's like, yeah, oh, that's so cool, you know. Uh, <laughs> but basically, if, you, if you're if you ahead in the count 1-0 oh, or 2-1 compared to 0-1 oh, and 1-2 or, you know, go down the line, uh, the numbers are stunning that way. That's a very so got, analytical thing, right? Yeah, well, it's not very analytical. It's common sense, but was presented in an analytical way so people could go, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, people have always known that. Uh, but the numbers are definitive that way. And if you look at the Tigers, uh, uh, they're really bad at, you know, uh, count management, uh, particularly the hitters and particularly this year. And it's been a long been a problem with them. So, uh, yeah, that's something they've got to root out as uh, part of the game. And so it sounded cool, but that's basically what that's all about. There are a couple of things, Evan, you know, it's like, uh, we talked about earlier, big difference in uh, 93 mile an hour fastballs, or sometimes they register as sinkers on the camera optics. It's just, you know, fastball uh, between a 93 and a 94 mile an hour fastball. It's stunning the difference in the, uh, uh, the numbers, 94 and above compared to 93 and below on that pitch. So there's a bunch of different factors that come into it. And one of them is you get ahead in the count, you got a big chance. If you're a pitcher, you get ahead in the count, you got a big chance. Uh, if you don't, hey, you're in trouble. And that's an obvious problem that a lot of organizations have. And the really good teams, quite frankly, are very good at it. How important do you think it was for Chris Illich to get Harris in while the season's still going on? Uh, I think it's important to get it started sooner instead of later. Uh, I think uh, it was really good to identify somebody. Uh, I think uh, when you heard the comments about, you know, he's not looking at the Tigers organization from a San Francisco view, that means he's got to come in and do an evaluation problem. Uh, Tigers, for whatever reason, and I don't know the reason exactly why, uh, but they had a systemic breakdown throughout their organization this year. Uh, where last year, everything looked like it was on the upswing and they were doing things right. Everything they look like they're doing this year has been wrong. Uh, their fundamentals at the major league level have been brutal, all right? That's on the manager. The team checked out. So you got to look at, you know, why that happened uh, after they looked like they were in the race. I mean, they were only eight games out of the wild card race. They had won six in a row, and then they lost 12 out of 14 and played completely disinterested baseball. Uh, also, you had a situation with the organization where there were tons, I mean, tons of arm injuries with pitchers. Uh, it was incredible, and obviously they had a, you know, Spencer Torkelson, first overall pick in the draft. Uh, he didn't have a good year this year. Now he's hitting a little bit now. Uh, maybe it was a good thing they brought him up. I don't know. I, I didn't really like it because he hasn't earned it. Right. I uh, didn't hit at Toledo. 
so uh, in Riley Green, it seemed like it was even affecting him for a while. And his talent level is, you know, really high. Uh, when you look at his everything that he has is above average or well above average on all the measurables. If you just go to baseball savant, except for contact rate. Okay. which is very low, but uh, his hard hit rate, his uh, off-field jump, foot speed's even above average, even though he's not running as well as he should. But Torkelson's got pretty good, uh, con- you know, when he makes contact, he hits the ball hard. He's just got to lift it. He's got to figure out what to do with it. He's a major league athlete. He runs better than Riley Green. So uh, just in those contexts, he got to get those players. But those were all disappointments. Casey Mize and Scooble going out like they did. Uh, Matt Manning showing so much promise, but, you know, missing most of the year. Uh, their signings, you know, hmm. uh, Javier Baez. I love the uh, whole rhetoric about the park. That's why he throws the ball in the dirt every time because yeah. of the dimensions of the ballpark. It's the dumbest you know, argument of- in the world because I see plenty of road teams punish the Tigers in this ballpark. Well, Miguel Cabrera's first MVP year hit 366 at Comerica Park with 28 home runs. And just so happened to win a triple crown, and then what? He yeah. followed that up with another yeah. MVP? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Eric Haas, who I like Eric Haas, he was kind of set up with that whole thing. But he talked about Miggy having 100 more home runs if he were on. That wouldn't happen. Eric Haas has hit six home runs at home and six on the road. Vimar, who complained about it, hit 15 home runs and 17 on the road. The year he was second in MVP, his best year. He had more home runs that year than he hit in some when he was on other teams total. Right. Uh, so, you know, Nick Castellanos, he's got 14 home runs this year. And there's no way in, in, in you knows what's acre that Nick Castellanos would have ever led the league in triples or doubles like he did in Detroit. And I don't think he's going to take those back. And that isn't why he didn't get a big contract was home runs. Right. And uh, where else can I go on that? I mean, it's well, just a it's just false. A- I, I don't care where they move in the fences, but if you got a young pitching staff, that's really good. And that's your strength might not help them either. You know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure players like Jim Tomei and Nelson Cruz and those guys, when they come in here and just bash the baseball, yeah, that they Cruz. care yeah, where Mike, they're hitting at. It's like Mike, Mike Napoli hit 101 mile an hour fastball off Justin Verlander over the center field wall in the 2013 playoffs and it was a one nothing game yeah it's just it's it's crazy like napoli i mean candelario i mean what he benefited all i heard coming into the season was you know robbie grossman huge output most home runs he's had blah blah and like all this last year was showing promise and but now it's the ballpark oh i'm glad you brought that up Uh, he hit 13 home runs and uh, at Comerica Park is a Tiger 12 on the road. And that, and that's the thing. It's like, it sounds, <laughs> when players start complaining, I can tell that they're done with the Tigers because they're using that as, as an excuse. And well, it's a sorry-ass excuse, man. You know, it, it's never stopped them from signing free agents. No! Uh, when they were going great, nobody complained. It's basically, it gives a little bit on the home runs. That's true. and uh, But it gives a lot of offense for doubles and triples and it's a home field advantage because outfielders kind of freak out about the space. And it's 420, and I explain this to people, and it's not something that I think. It's something that I know. Because John McHale told me, he was the president of the team who did it, that they measured the 440 at Tiger Stadium. All right? And they found out it was only 423, so they decided to make it 420 there. 
<laughs> really? It was only yeah. 423. Yeah. So they put the flagpole out there. They did that. And, you know, the near, you know, uh, look, in the near, they, they made a mistake. They tried to build a National League team in the American League, you know, in the middle of the steroids era, you know, where, and they found it was a lot harder to find uh, five tool guys and guys who could hit with power, especially during the steroids era. But, uh, and they, it, but they took the bullpen and moved it over to left field and put the fence there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all the narratives about it are, and it looks like Coors Field because the guy that built it, you know, built Coors Field, John McHale. That's why they brought him here to get the stadium built. And he used to say everything was kind of the same. So uh, that's the history of the park, but you never see anything like that. And uh, some of the narrative is just, you know, just absurd. It's excuse and, me. Uh, I mean, I had to call that out. And I have nothing against, like, uh, I read it in Chris McCoskey's art. I love Chris, and I respect him. He, uh, I like him very much, too. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So it isn't about him. It's just about this constant drumbeat. And I don't agree with what everybody always writes. I'm sure they don't agree with uh, everything that I say and write either. So just part of the discussion. So yeah. don't nobody take it personally. I just personally find that, you know, absurd and uh, be more than willing to debate people on it. If they ever want to, it is fun you know, to talk to me about it. You know, I'm not mad at them or anything. No, not at all. But now we, we talked just a little bit about the prospects with torque and green and everything, but now that there's a new man in charge with fresh eyes, I always compare it to playing a video game. I can't get it past a certain board. My buddy walks in and sees something I completely don't see because I'm fixated on the wrong That's stuff. Right. That's right. Do you think having a new set of eyes with him, a new GM, and then A.J. Hinch taking a fresh approach at it will maybe be beneficial to somebody like Torque and Green because and Badu even? Um, the way that I see it is they started pressing. And when you're trying to do too much, you're not really relying on everything that you've been taught and what made you that great player to be in that position. Do you, do you think that they were pressing a little bit? No, uh, I don't. I don't like the term pressing. Uh, I don't like the term lack of confidence. It's just a me thing, you know. And, and having been around the game and talking to people, 
uh, about that type of thing. Either perform or you don't. It's mm-hmm. major leagues, all right? So there's no excuses for it. And I don't know if there's some great elixir uh, for Spencer Torkelson to hit uh, above a, uh, you know, a 93-mile-an-hour fastball, 92, or even hit those pitches consistently hard and deep. I don't know. Uh, Riley Green, I, I suspect that it, just the more at-bats and the more he plays, the better he's going to get. Uh, he just needs more at-bats, and he was thrown off uh, early on because he had a foot injury at the worst possible time. Uh, as far as uh, some of their other guys, I, I don't know if they're really that good. You know, uh, Kreidler, you know, he, he, he's a, you know, kind of a borderline prospect. Cody Clements, a borderline prospect. Uh, you know, I was reading uh, some things about uh, – uh, Parker Meadows is like, man, this guy's he's just the world's fastest base runner ever. And uh, he does have some speed. It takes him a while to get going because he's got long legs. but And he's faster than Green. But I don't know if he's the center fielder that Green is or whatever. And, and it took him a while to get going. Maybe he's developing. Uh, they got some younger prospects uh, that look good in position players, but they're young. You know, Cole Keith made a lot of progress, and he got hurt like everything else with the Tigers. Right. Uh, but they, he, what he was doing early in the year was impressive. And, uh, you know, Pacheco and uh, Segura, these are younger players, 19 years old, who had pretty good progress, took their lumps, uh, those type of things, but are developing. I think the promise comes with pitching. Okay. Uh, Ty, Ty Madden uh, is somebody who's on the cusp. Uh, Wilmer Flores is somebody that's on the cusp. Uh, Bo Brisky, that just wasn't some late round draft pick who doesn't have talent that, you know, I'll kick the coverage. Uh, his spin rate, his velocity, all those things were well above average. Uh, so, uh, and you're going to get Spencer uh, Turnbull back. You know, and Spencer Turnbull was making some progress, but it always takes a guy a year or two, but uh, he's been out with that injury for a while. That could help him in the rotation. So you you couple that with Manning maybe coming into his own. He's pitched well. Uh, some of their bullpen parts, although, you know, Joey Mena is a completely different pitcher when you give him the lead. I mean, it's just – but uh, very promising what you've seen from Lang. Uh, Soto has a big-time arm, so uh, they could possibly be better than what people are expecting. I, I don't think they were obviously as good as what they thought they were. And uh, I don't know about uh, whether they're really as bad as they've been this year. I mean, that's the most disappointing team I've ever seen. I've seen worse Tiger teams, but never one more disappointing. And, you know, you got the Miggy thing. What do you do with Miggy? You know, that's uh, something that'll be interesting to see how that's handled. Has he he earned the right to do what he wants? In my opinion, yes. I I agree with that. I feel like if this guy wants to play one more year on a team that's where they're not pushing for the World Series next year. They're looking to improve. He was still one of their, if not the best hitters on the team this year. Well, I don't know about it. I mean, his, his production wasn't very good this year, quite honestly. I mean, you know. but I mean, if you really look at I mean, yeah, but, you know, yeah. Harold Castro and Willie Castro look like, uh, you know, Manuel Maris playing for the Tigers <laughs> and Bears and some of that other stuff. And the other thing is Javier Baez is a premier player. And he's played like, you know, somebody that's just been awful. I, I don't know why. 
It's crazy. All right. But, you know, I mean, he's been, you know, uh, incredibly mediocre for his talent level and where he's at in his career. I thought that was very promising out of Harris when talking about bias today, talking about his time with the Cubs. And and he wasn't exactly sure what changed in between that, but wanting to sit down with him and talk. And it's that, that fresh eyes. The question I was curious about is you're bringing in a, a president of baseball operations is 35 years old, right? Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, that seemed old. Now it seems super young. My question is, when you're looking to hire a GM, and you know this better than most, a lot of people have egos. When an established GM turn away from this job because they don't want to be underneath a kid who might may or may not have the baseball experience that they have, do you see what I'm saying? Like, would some almost be offended, or, or do you think in today's baseball where the young Theo Epstein is the prime example who took the Cubs and the Red Sox who couldn't win – anything. I mean, we heard about it our whole lives. They couldn't win anything. Won a World Series with both as a young man. Do you think GMs will look at it and not be that hard-headed, I guess is the question. Uh, I don't think, first of all, I don't think he's that young. Right. You know, uh, that's not a young, that's not young. I mean, 35 is somebody that's uh, past the uh, age where, you know, their cognitive development is. Uh, he has exceptional experience. Um, he's been with winning organizations. There's nothing about his age. I mean, 35 is, uh, not young. I mean, it's a, it's a, like a, an age where people are developing through their career. So I, I don't, I don't look at him as young at all. I mean, I think you're just kind of freaking out a little bit because you're used to everybody that uh, is in charge of everything being older than you. Uh, but it's not that way. I mean, you're, you know, somebody that, uh, you know, if I were to compare you, uh, to the Evan I knew when I first met you when you were 21 years old, uh, there's a big difference there in your <laughs> skill level, your maturity, sure. what you know. Uh, you know, now you're, you know, and I'm not saying this just because, you know, you're my friend and I like you and all that, but, you know, as a, your colleague, you're way, way uh, more uh, experienced and talented and skilled than you were when you'd be answering the phones uh, for me when, you know, you're, right. You know, no, and you're right. So I guess I didn't same thing, think about know? it. This guy's got, he's got tons of education. He's been around people. Uh, he's been in charge of people and uh, you know, he'll command respect. And I don't think, you know, that the tigers folks that are in their front office and they had a lot of problems with this when Al started bringing in Al Avila, you know, the analytics guys, uh, a lot of problems with baseball people doing the old school baseball thing, like the money ball when, uh, you know, Brad Pitt's talking to the scouts. Yeah. Jonah whatever. Hill's coming in. Yeah. It's <laughs> not, uh, it's not going to be like that at all. So I, to me, I don't look into that as an issue. And, you know, Evan, I, the one thing I've learned in life is that a lot of times there are people 25, 26 years old who are a lot more mature than somebody who's my age or older. Uh, maturity is something that, uh, or lack of it is something that a lot of folks carry as a lifetime thing. No, you're absolutely correct. I'm glad that I asked that question because you're right. And it might be that because my whole life, everybody's been so much older than me. And obviously I'm getting older by the second, but to see that, that, that that's a breath of fresh air, you know, for me as, as a lifelong Tiger fan, you know, I was talking, I don't know if I even mentioned this to you, um, one of our hosts was asking me about how great the city is going to be when the Tigers finally start winning. And I said, listen, I've been, I was born in 1983. I don't count 84. So the Tigers have been to the playoffs in 87, 
2006, <laughs> 2012, 13, 14. That's five times in my 39 years that the Tigers have gone to the playoffs. And I said, you got to understand from somebody like me, it's very, very <laughs> in the minority that the Tigers are a playoff team. I'm like, yes, the city will go crazy, but can you sustain it? And I think getting a guy like this, who, let's face it, at 35 years old, this is the pinnacle of where you're going to reach in the baseball world, unless you want to be the commissioner, I guess you could say, that he could be here until he's 65 years old, that this could be something that happens for a very long time, unless, I don't know, the Yankees come calling or something like that, that then there might be a bigger job. But that's what's exciting for me as a Tiger fan that's seen the playoffs five times. I really got to experience them in 12, 13, 14 with being blessed with the job that I do and 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 seeing it from that close and seeing how close it was and how cool it would be. I mean, hell, I watched the the Giants celebrate on the Tigers field in 2012 and just thinking like, man, I want to see that in my lifetime so bad. I think that that's what makes this hire very promising for the Tigers. Well, what I like about it is he comes from organizations that spent money but didn't do it stupidly. Sure. All right. And, uh, you know, fan pressure, uh, I don't know, to just sign somebody for a lot of money. Uh, what do you think Minnesota is like? Wow, yeah, it was a really good $35 million. We invested in a Carlos Correa, and now he's got us by the you-know-whats forever because of the way the contract structured, uh, even though he's a really good player. you you got to be smart. All right. And I've talked about that a lot. And people think it's like, yeah, just be cheap and be like Moneyball. I'm not talking that way. You know, Giants had a pretty sizable payroll, but if you look through their roster, there's a real good balance of international signings, uh, guys that they got from their system, veteran guys that have been there for a while, uh, finding power arms. Uh, and in the Cubs, they were kind of a big name team, but a lot of those players, Baez being one of them, you know, came up through their system and, you know, he, it's from Puerto Rico, so it wasn't technically an international signing. But, you know, you're you're looking at, you know, players from all different ways. And uh, when you make acquisitions, doing it smart. And it looked like the Tigers were on the cusp of actually that happening for them. And it just fell apart inexplicably. And here comes, uh, you know, somebody that's got to pick up the pieces, evaluate what's there. Uh, with player personnel, front office personnel, people that are in the minor leagues. Uh, give them a chance, see what they got, see if they fall on board. He'll bring in some of his own guys and then see where they go from there. But he certainly, and I'm, there's no guarantee for success with it, but he, he does definitely uh, check all the boxes that I was looking for for this. And this is a better hiring, quite frankly, than what I was expecting. And I do give Chris Illich credit, all right, for this. Now, I don't know if it'll work out, but he has brought in you know, somebody that a lot of organizations want. And the other part of it, you know, all these people who are so down on our area, nobody wants to come here. <laughs> we can't really get the big names. Well, here's a dude who's from California, uh, more than willing to come here. Uh, somebody who worked in Chicago, which sometimes uh, turns its nose up at us and all that, and uh, is coming to work in Detroit. All right. You know, it's not like we're, you know, we're a pretty good sized market here. We got a, a wonderful area Our downtown and all that stuff is a lot better than it used to be. And uh, we just, doesn't mean we're perfect, but uh, it doesn't mean we should be going around with this self-loathing all the time. Yeah. That's which after a while gets a little annoying. It's and, a lame uh, excuse to me. 
Yeah, and, and you know, like the Yankees, for example. The Tigers three times played the Yankees in the playoffs and beat them. All right? Oakland yeah. and Moneyball, they, they played them three times in the playoffs and beat them. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you real quick about Moneyball because you brought it up, and, and Moneyball worked to an extent, but it never got them the ultimate goal, right? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they don't, and it's the same with Tampa. Uh, you know, they, they're phenomenal organization in a certain way, but if they – uh, spend a little more money, there there might be a possibility that one or both of those organizations, you know, would have a championship. And that you know? and that's what I wanted to know was it gets you to a certain point, but can it ever get you really to that mountaintop? And I mean, yeah, Tampa went and spent all that money on Wander Franco or whatever, but in the grand scheme of things. Well, I don't I don't like those contracts. I mean Well, look know. at Tatis right now. You the Padres go and spend all that money the kid can't stay healthy, and then he gets popped for steroids. Like, you know, Seattle Seattle did it with Rodriguez. You know, I mean, you're talking about a very talented, you know, sure. player, but it's, like, too early. Uh, heck, uh, the Braves ended up winning the championship. And Okuna's a great player, but they won it without him. You know, but uh, they lose uh, Soroka, and they come up with the streaker, straker kid. It's crazy. All right? You know, uh, Ian Anderson, you know, not what he was for a couple of years. They, they find guys. You know, they, they got freed. They made a real smart uh, deal uh, getting Dansby Swanson, you know, and uh, he was the first overall. He wasn't taken by Atlanta. He was taken by Arizona. And if you look at that trade, it looks pretty good now. So uh, there's a lot of different ways to – you know, to uh, fillet the fish. Yeah, and, uh, you're right. You know, and uh, it's not just analytics. It's not just player development. It's certainly not just how much money your payroll is. Uh, all those things. It's a, a combination of things. And I, I think this particular hire, uh, on the surface and what I know, and I don't claim to be some expert on, you know, Scott Harris. I mean, uh, none on that. I want to make that clear. Uh, but uh, it seems like it was a very, very good hire that was well thought out and well executed, and uh, it's better than what I thought. And I thought the Tigers would do fairly well on this. So, uh, so far, so good. And he said the right things at the news conference. Uh, it came off the right way, uh, but uh, there's a lot of work ahead based on what uh, was a, a collapse of an organization for reasons. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Truthfully, Evan, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah, it all fell apart so, so quick this year and and it never got back on track, which is absolutely crazy. And I guess the last thing that I, I, I'm curious to pick your brain about is how long. Okay, so, you know, at the start of the year, Chris Hill just said the rebuild was over. He's correct. That rebuild is now done and we're starting a new one. How, well, it's not a rebuild. They're not in a position – where it's like it was. Okay, so not. that's I'm They're glad I asked. Ever. So you think uh, two years they, from now? Because Javi Baez, uh, some of these other guys that people have railed against, some of them could come back. They have some pitching talent that's at a fairly advanced level. Uh, I think they've drafted better in recent years, uh, the possibility of that happening. Um, and uh, so they're not in a total you know, rebuild. Their division isn't real strong. So, uh, you know, if you get the 500 in their division, you, know, you might be a contender. So uh, it's, a, it's a matter of uh, doing the right things, a couple moves here and there, uh, and a few back comeback years from players are going to be motivated because uh, they'll make a lot more money if they're, you know, not playing better than they did this year, quite frankly. Uh, new voice. They got a real good manager in A.J. Hinch. You know, he had a bad year this year too, but 
you know, uh, I would still keep him as manager and, uh, you know, kind of roll with him because I think he's going to uh, have a moment of self-reflection and needs that outside voice. And uh, I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters next year, but they're not like it was when uh, everything collapsed. They owed all that money and uh, to different players. And uh, they, they decided to take one more shot at it with a team that didn't have a chance. And then when it fell apart, it was ground zero. They're not at ground zero right now. They're not. It, it, it seems that way, but they're not. Like I said, last year was misleading. Uh, this year's misleading. And uh, so the, where they're at, actually, is probably somewhere in between that. Okay. Well, I mean. My it, opinion. Hey, and that's why we're here, is to hear your opinion on the Bust and Balls podcast. Well, that's what we do. We bust those balls. Hey, I'm I'm excited. Listen, we still have, what, two weeks of baseball left, roughly? And then we can start thinking about next year. But it's exciting to see that they made this move. And I always love when a move is done under the radar. I hate it when we're led up to it for weeks. Tigers are talking to so-and-so. Tigers are talking to so-and-so. I've heard from sources the Tigers are actually interested. No, it was none of that. It just came out and boom, it was done. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, there were several fountains of misinformation flowing. And, uh, you know. And uh, I, I kind of looked at it, and I knew what it was, uh, understood it. But, you you know, one thing, Evan, I, I, when I come on this podcast, I tell you what I know. I don't, you know, just, you know, if I don't know something, I don't blow smoke up everybody's you-know-what. I'm not going to do that. Uh, same on my show, and I think people know that well enough. So I saw a lot of, like, names mentioned. Uh, I saw a lot of things, uh, the, you know, but I didn't know it anything about what they were doing here if i did i would have reported it and uh i didn't speculate on on some kind of weirdness i just knew what the mo for their gm needed to be in my opinion and all the boxes with uh scott harris are checked off here love it i love it okay but anyway we appreciate it uh enjoyed it as always now you you Download us at the Google, uh, Google uh, Play, the Apple App Store, Odyssey, yeah, of the course. iTunes Store, man, for sure, and Odyssey.com. And if you have any uh, problems, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. He's Pat Caputo98. I'm King of the KC. We'll happily answer your questions. If you want to ask the man himself, you can't get through on his show or you're not up or whatever it might be, let us know. We'll happily answer it and we'll have fun with it. I mean, that's what we're yeah. doing. We're having fun. It's informative. I'm glad that we got to talk about it today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we do this on all the different sports, you know, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, the major league level. And the podcast is focused on drafts, prospects, and the future. So we're doing a lot of NFL stuff. And, uh, you know, when the Red Wings are, you know, start their season here, they're already at training camp, the Pistons, the drafts, the prospects, what their younger players are, will follow through on the Lions who they drafted, who maybe they shouldn't have. We'll get into all this. Future quarterback, get, Michael Penix. No, I can't. There you go. Yeah, he was pretty good <laughs> against him. I, but I have to say, uh, it gives me an opportunity to get deeper into what I can on the show and deeper than what I can do with the articles that I write for the uh, 97, uh, the ticket website and odyssey.com and all that. And I appreciate you as uh, always, Evan. Absolutely. Follow Evan on the King of the KC, me, Pat Caputo 98, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 